you and we give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord. Amen. Again, I bring you a greeting from uh, South Africa. Uh, I'm happy to be here tonight. Uh, once I came to this church, I don't remember how many years ago, but it's many, many years ago. I think over eight or nine years ago, I did preach in this church. But I'm so happy to come back again uh, to be here tonight and share with you the word of God. Uh, my name is Matthias. Uh, in English, people they call they pronounce it as Matthias. Uh, Matthias is African lands mean to grow up something. I'm so happy to be here today and I thank God for the pastor, the ministers, and I thank God for Pastor Vincent uh, to bring me here today. Uh, may God bless you. May God bless you. Bless all of them. Say amen. Amen, amen. I'm pastor in the church in South Africa, in the city of Bufante. That's the capital of Free State. In the middle, our city is right in the middle of the country. Uh, for the past 25 years, I've known Christ, and I've been living with Christ for the past 20 to 27 years. I believe in Christ. I'm a married man. I've been married for 20 years. Amen. And I'm still married. I feel it more than my ear. And I'll die as a man. I'm pastor in the church in one of the poor, poor, very poor area where the infrastructure is not. Are well organized, but the church is big. Uh, people have come to the Lord. We put up the church and we expanded it again. And then we're going to expand the church again. But God's been doing wonders and miracles there. Uh, I work also with the children. We build up a uh, teaching at the church and we do uh, feeding of the kids every Saturday, every Sunday. And God has been uh, blessing the body of Christ there. Uh, Africa is not the same like here, but the only thing I can tell you is we have the same God. Amen. And also, we have the same end. But I'm so happy to be here tonight. Amen, hallelujah. God's going to use me to speak to you. Amen. That's true. I just came last week. Uh, I flew from our city to, to JFK. That's about 17 hours fly. From Johannesburg 
International Airport to JFK here in US. It takes us 15 and a half hours flight non-stop. So, but I'm happy to be here. Amen. Because there's no place far when it comes to Jesus. Uh, Jesus is your friend. I want to sing a song uh, before I preach. Uh, I like to sing. I may not sing like you. Uh, I know there are best singers here better than me. But I want to sing for Jesus. Amen. The Lord will hear my voice. I'm in, I'm in his house to praise him. To praise him in the songs, the music, and everything. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Let me pray on Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 to 2. A 
And my message today is an overflow blessings. But I put them before. Yes, Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 uh, to verse 2. If you have it uh, in things file, maybe you can use the other microphone. I have it with you because I want everyone to hear and understand. It's going to be very important. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Seventeen verses one and two. When Abraham was ninety-nine years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, "I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then I will make my covenant between me and you, and will greatly increase your numbers." Walk before me; I will establish you. When God came Abraham, he was ninety. Nine years of age, old man. And God said to him, Walk before me, I will establish you. I will increase you. I will establish you. Let's go to the book of Hosea, chapter, uh, chapter 4, read really verse 6. Chapter 4, read really verse 6. Uh, Hosea chapter 4, read verse 6. The Bible says there is a, it's a famous verse. But really for those uh, who are young on the Bible, but the Bible says there that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. My people perish uh, because of lack of knowledge. That's what we did. Hosea 4, 6? Yes. So, so I will destroy, uh, my people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priest. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. I don't know if you notice that uh, the Bible doesn't say that my people are destroyed because of lack of prayer or faith. Or because of lack of holiness. Or because of lack of coming to church. But the Bible says, my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. You can be a prayer warrior, you can be a holy pastor, you can be in the church for many years, you can, you can be uh, a good Christian. But when knowledge is lacking, there will be something uh, that will be destroyed by the enemy. Somebody say, Amen. Uh, why the Bible say my people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge? Uh, when somebody has knowledge, when knowledge increases, everything increases. When knowledge increases, everything increases. Now, don't forget, I'm going to talk about the four levels of the blessings of God. And I'm coming to you with that. Now let us uh, first give you the foundation of my scriptures. My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Somebody say amen. Amen. I want to talk about 
promised to the church. All of us who are here, uh, we have something we expect from God. We have something we pray. They, as you are sitting there, there is something you want God to do in your life. There is, there is something you want to see happening before you leave this world. There is something you, you want to see God doing in your life. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. But the Bible says when knowledge is not there, uh, people cannot be productive in anything. When knowledge is lacking in anything, people will never be productive. It can be a business, it can be a church, it can be your own life, it can be your family. When knowledge is lacking of doing things, uh, people will never be productive in anything until knowledge is applied. And knowledge will never be applied until somebody know and receive that knowledge. Say Amen. Amen. But when we deal with the church, when we deal with God, we as God's children, we have God, we have Christ. Apostle Paul said that I pray in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verse 17. He said, I pray that God give you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. If you have it, read it. Ephesians 1, 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you be rooted and established in love. Wait, what other translations say? Which translation are you reading? This is Ephesians uh, 3.17. No, 1. Verse 17. 1, so sorry. <laughs> one seventeen says. Chapter 1, verse 17. Keep asking, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. It may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. What Paul is trying to say here is trying to pray that God give a spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. Because when you know, when you have knowledge and you know what to do, you become productive in everything you do. When you know, when you don't know, you will never do nothing. Even if God gives you something, if God gives you a key, like Jesus, he said, I give the keys, I give the power. If God give us, gave us the power, and I don't know I have the power, and I don't know even how to use the power, I will never be productive in that regard. If God gives me keys, and so I give you the keys, you can open whatever you whatever you lose is loose, whatever you, you, you buy is bound. If I don't know that, I'll never be productive in that regard. Say amen to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, what are the four levels of God's blessing? Every person that hope victory from God, he must understand the thing I'm going to. That was from the first man to the last man. Every person, if your hope is in Christ, if you are sitting here and your faith 
and your hope is in Christ, you're going to understand it, uh, these uh, things. Now, read the book of Matthew 16. Matthew 16, verse 13 and up to 17. Then I'm going to start telling you what I'm going to tell you today. Matthew 16, verse 13 to 17. Okay. Matthew 16, 13 to 17 reads as follows. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the man of the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. There are things in this world you never understand until they are revealed to you. It doesn't matter how much you can pray or how much you can uh, cry. They are things you never understand until they are revealed to you. Now, and the things also you never understand until you experience them. Now, let me give the following that I'm talking about, which is going to bring blessings, the overflow blessings that God promises every child. Of God. And these are the four levels. But I'm going to give you three. The fourth one is the last one. Revelation, experience, and obedience. You didn't hear that. I'll speak it again. Revelation, experience, and obedience. Yes, Lord. Amen. Revelation, experience, and obedience. Every man who have ever lived on this planet, who hoped in God. I'm talking about the victory that will surprise those around you. If God going to give us amazing victory, you're going you're gonna to have to understand these three levels. Revelation. Revelation, God will have to review things to you. When Jesus asked, what do you think I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah, the Messiah, or the Messiah, whatever you put it, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood cannot review this to you. That was God, my Father, has revealed this to you. The other people were walking with Jesus, but they did not know Christ until the spirit of revelation came in action to Peter and said, you are, you are the Christ. And Jesus confirmed that and said, you could not know who I am if God did not reveal this to you. They are things you will never understand in your life until God will you them. They are things you never, some of us who are here, uh, we have dreams. We have, some of you have been 
dreaming things, or, or somebody has ever said something to you, or God has ever spoken something to you, you will never understand it until God revealed you. Now, if God's going to give you amazing victory, you must understand it with this revelation, huh? experience, and obedience. Now, you're going to find out that in this world, there are four levels where people can get a blessing. There's a level of revelation, that's from God. There's a level of experience, that's from God. There's a level of obedience, that's from God. And there is, there is a level of sweat, that's from the world. Level of sweat, waiting hard. When you sweat, yes, sweat. Pastor Henry didn't understand this. I can speak. There are four levels. Revelation, okay? Experience, okay? Obedience, and swelling. Now, when you go on the first level of a revelation, you're going to find that Peter was not got that, that blessing. Daniel, to have an overflowing victory, it was the spirit of revelation. Because when the king was having problems, looking for solution, this man came and stood up and revealed something no one can review. And it was not Daniel, it was the spirit of revelation on Daniel. Huh? Joseph, when he was in Egypt, this man was stuck. Poor man in the prison has nothing. But when the spirit of revelation showed up, this man was, God blessed him in one day more than you have ever worked in a hundred years. God blessed Joseph because of the spirit of revelation. Yes. This man came from prison to the palace because of the spirit of liberation. There are some blessings that can surprise you will never come just because of your education. They will only come because the Lord can reveal something to you that has never revealed to anyone else. That's why your blessing is not my blessing. Your blessing is your blessing. My blessing is my blessing. Your problem is not the same like my problem. Her problem is not the same like his problem. We have a different needs and a different challenges. But we can overcome by the spirit of revelation. Yes, Lord. Daniel was able to be blessed in one day. Joseph, one day. Say amen to Jesus. Amen. Talk about Samson. Samson and Delilah. What happened? The enemy could not defeat Samson until he had to reveal something. If Samson did not reveal his secret to this land, no one was able to defeat that man. He had a secret that was only revealed to him by God. 
No one could know his secret. People they were wondering how, how strong this man that he could break all these walls and put them down because there was something no one knows. That's why even today, when we talk about Israel, Israel had a secret not any other country knows. That's why you will never attack that country. You can try to do anything, but I'm telling you, that country has a secret no one knows. That's what the Bible says, I'm the God of Israel. The God of Israel. That land. That land had a secret no one knows. That land has a power no one knows. Samson had a secret no one knew until he made a mistake and revealed his secret. You could bring hundred men to attack that man. You would smash all of them down to death. And people wondered what is going on with this man. He had a secret that God had when God reveals something to you, you will get the overflowing victory. There's a blessing when we, when we read the Bible, the Bible says, if you obey me, I'll bless you and will never have a room to put my blessings. The, 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 the blessing that overflows in our lives cannot be, cannot come to us by our own human power. All our education, all our, our understanding. It comes by the revelation of God. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Talk about experience. When God came to Abraham, Abraham, what did he say? He said, Walk with me, and I'll do what? I will establish that experience. When the, the more I walk with God, you're going to have experience with God, and God will establish you. Amen. Now, why does Abraham walk with me? Because God cannot reveal anything to you if you are far from him. Mm -hmm. God can only reveal things as close as you are is when God will reveal stuff. Amen. That's why God said, Abraham, don't worry. You walk with me. I will bless you. I will establish you. I will show you things you have never known. I will do things you don't know. I will show you things you never think about. That's why the Bible says that when you love God and walk with God, God himself will do things, will make you something people cannot deny. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Obedience is the same thing. God said, Abraham, if you obey me, I will bless you.
experience with God and obedience to God. Mm -hmm. The world works on the last level. Sweet. Waking up. Stressful. That's why the level is. That's why the world operates. Yes, you can work hard, you can sweat, and still get something out of it. But there's a blessing of the promise that you qualify for. You can wake up in the morning, go, walk, dwell. I'm not saying don't walk. I'll come back to you because what, what's coming to mind now is Pastor, are you saying I should go to work? I should sit back and relax? I'm not saying that. There's a difference between working in the promise of God and working outside the promise of God. I'll come to that. If I wake up in the morning and I got the job God gave me, the Bible says when God gives you something, He adds no sorrow on that. In other words, if I wake up in the morning and I got the job that God gave me, that job will be peaceful to me. I'll be able to work and come to church and I got the mission and I serve the Lord and I have time with my family, have time with my God because the blessing, the job I have came from God. Amen. The others, no sorrow. When God gave me something, the others, no sorrow. That thing, if it's from God, it will be peaceful to you. Peace will be with you. Amen. That Amen. job will not be stressful to you. you. Even the challenges come. The Bible says in the book of First John that those who are born of God, they overcome the world. The challenge will come, but you will be able to overcome because whatever is born of God, overcome the world. Amen. If yes. God gives you something, you can overcome. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. 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 Many times we have been told, we have been told that we need more faith. Okay? We need to believe God more to be healed. We need to believe God more uh, to we need to pray more and fast for me to receive my blessing. We have been told all that. But the truth of everything is that to be honest with you, Jesus said in the book of uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 7. Read there. And it's what this verse said. And we're also going to read, we're also gonna read uh, in the book of Luke chapter 6. But read in the book of Matthew 6, verse 7. It says, Matthew 7 says, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Really, it's not too much prayer that brings the blessings. It's not too much prayer that brings miracles. Because the Bible says that God knows what we want before we pray. If God knows what I want before I pray, so it is not too much prayer that brings a miracle. It is these three levels. It's either I walk in obedience, it's either I experience God, or either I have a blessing from God. It's good to pray. I must say don't pray. It's good to pray, but my prayer does not make a difference. It's good to pray. I pray. But I, have, I pray in obedience. 
The government to pray for the whole day, I pray for the whole day. Because I'm, I'm in that level of obedience. Remember this liberation? Okay? Experience and what? Obedience. obedience. If the Holy Spirit give me the to pray for the whole week, and you say, let the church pray for the whole week, I've got victory. Because I'm praying in the three levels. And the pastor received the liberation, and the church has to pray for the whole week. And we come to pray because the liberation has come, and after we pray, that will something. Because it has been reviewed. If God revealed to you, I need to pray every Monday, it's a blessing. Because you are already in the three levels of revelation. God has revealed to you that you need to pray every morning. When you do it, you get an overflowing blessing. The blessing I'm talking about is when God comes to change your life completely. Amen. Amen, amen. This not praying much makes God bless us. It's not fasting much makes God bless us. It's the spirit of revelation in what we do. When I pray with a revelation, I get a blessing. When I fast with obedience, I get a blessing. It's not too much giving that makes people rich. rich. Sometimes we're being told that the more I give, the more I receive. Of course, it is true. But we never read the whole story. Read that verse. Uh, read that verse. Uh, Luke 6, verse 38. Read the whole verse. 6 to 8? 38. 38. Oh, Luke 6, 38 reads as follows. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it with the what? With the what? With the measure you use. With the what? Measure you use. Again, again. With the measure you use, uh-huh. it will be measured to you. Giving will never make you a millionaire. Because to be a millionaire, you need to give a million. Because the Bible says that the same what? Measure you use will be what? So if I'm giving you twenty dollar, I can't expect to give a million because I never gave God a million. <laughs> if I'm giving, if I'm giving only hundred dollar, I will send the hundred dollars back. The only blessing of giving is that you keep receiving, but you only receive the same measure you pour out. Because I've been told that the more I give, the more God will bless me, and I, I come out of my poverty. It's not true. You can only come out of your poverty or your lack by giving if you learn to increase your giving. Because the Bible says the same measure. Didn't hear that. <laughs> Verse 38 says, For with the measure you use, uh-huh. it will be measured to you. And when you go to the book of Galatians, it says, A man onward reaps what he knows. So that giving would never make you rich man. Unless you learn to increase your giving. In other words, if I want God to do something he has never done before, I give what I've never given before. Just because I'm giving 
shall know the truth, and the truth shall set me free. Amen, amen. God is going to change your situation around. You're going to need to love Him, walk with Him, obey Him, and then God will reveal. Yes, Lord. Something you have never, you have never think about. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Follow me. Follow me and I'll show you. Follow me and I'll review things to you. Thank you, Jesus. What we told to pray, only pray, pray hard. Fast more. You have a problem? Fast more. It's good. But remember one thing. There's nothing like that in the Bible pray more or fast more or give more. It's not the Bible. The scripture you read, you have to read also the other scriptures. Because Jesus, Jesus has just said there that don't pray like a pattern, think that much weight would make you to hear. But when we pray, the, the only thing the Bible teaches us is a prayer of faith. Amen. The Bible doesn't teach us to pray more. It teaches us a prayer of faith. The Bible doesn't teach us to fast more. It teaches us a fast of faith. The Bible doesn't teach us to give more, but the giving of faith. Remember in the Bible, what happened with the, with the widow who gave? The Bible says people came to give. Okay? The rich people also came to what? To give. And it was a, a widow. How much she gave? She gave how much? And what Jesus was saying? He said she had given more than what? Than the rich. But he didn't say now she become rich. No, he didn't say that. He said she has given more. Why she has given more? Because she gave us from by faith. She gave, she gave that by faith and she gave it in obedience. In other words, when there was a need, she didn't say, I only have this one. She had to obey. She obeyed that call of giving. And she came with the last money she had and she gave it up. And the rich, they also obeyed the calling, but they didn't give from obedience. They give from a leftover. Like when you go in the hotel, Okay, sit down, you eat food, and you leave a tip there. So some people like that in the church. They come to the church, when the offering time comes, they will give a dollar bill, and they go to the hotel after the church, they eat, and they leave their ten dollar bill on the, on the, in, the hot, in the hotel. Because the hotel we eat, you leave ten dollar bill. But from the church, you left two dollars. So in other words, I, I, I didn't give, I only tip. I just throw something there. I don't need that ten, two dollars or five dollars. So I just, I just offer you a box of care. It's always like that. Ta, 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 ta. And I come to this hallelujah, I go in the hotel, I eat down, twenty dollar tip, I leave it there. But in the house of God, I left five dollars. <laughs> so the only difference was knowing that she came to be, to, to, to be rich. She gave him obedience. 
God, God praised her because she gave. Remember, there is no seed that will come back to you until it is sown in obedience. You can give a hundred dollars today and you get nothing. Because God doesn't say you to give a hundred dollars. God said you should write a check of five hundred dollars. But you chose to give a hundred dollars. Well, bueno, but the seed was not given in obedience. It's not planted on the seed, on the on the on the ground, on the good ground. Because the other thing which is not done in obedience, it will not bring results. That's why I'm giving you three levels. Revelation, experience, and obedience. If you don't understand these things, you will never be productive in the kingdom of God. Because that's what the church operates. The church can only be productive if the church operates in obedience. Not in the tradition. I can come to church as a tradition, I can give as a tradition, but that cannot bring overflowing blessings. The overflowing blessings can only be given to you by God Himself. If you God will do something to you, you obey Him and you experience Him. So anything I give without obedience, it's not, it's not a seed. It's not a seed because God doesn't God doesn't need to give a hundred dollars. He said give 120. Or he said give 115. I gave 110. I missed five dollars. What no means? When God said to Abraham, give me your son. Abraham, he, he, he got the overwhelming victory on, this, on the level of obedience. It was not his prayer. Even though it was good to pray. You know, prayer is always good. But the prayer, the prayer is sweet in the time of need. When you have a problem and you pray, the prayer is very sweet. But Abraham got the overwhelming blessing by on the, on the level of obeying. God said to him, give me your son. Why my son? I've got many cows, I've got many sheep. God, God, God knew Abraham had sheep. I said, give me your son. Because the only way God can, can give you the best of your life is you to give him the best. The same measure the principle applies. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. In the kingdom of God, you will never be productive beyond your obedience. The level of your obedience will determine the level of your production in the kingdom of God. How much you obey God will determine how much you can go far with God. How much you obey God will determine how much God can use you. Not how much you pray. Even the sinners pray. Sinners also pray. They know how to pray. Prayer can be done by anyone. Prayer can be done by a thief. Prayer can be done by tourists. Even the poets, they pray. Even though they pray, everyone will pray. But what makes a difference is obedience. When God says something. You can be stuck in your 
situation for many years until you understand that God will have established you. It will take the power of God for me to reach them. Yes, Lord. There are things in this world you will never reach until the anointing. They are presence you cannot go through. It's only only those with anointing can go through. Let me show you the Bible. Praise the book of Deuteronomy chapter 29. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 29. Read the verse 29. 29. 29. 29. Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, reads as follows. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may follow all the words of his law. The secret things belong to God. The secret things belong to You will be amazed that the blessing you are looking for is not for, it's not for you. It's not for you. It's only to be revealed. Love him. 
Yes, Lord. God always had the reserve for those. Oh, there are no more men. There are no more women. There are no more jobs. No, God has a reserve. Amen, amen. amen. God has a reserve. The world cannot stay reserved. The world will tell you death, sickness, no more women, no more men, no more marriages, no more one, no more one, there is no more life. Because the world can have a liberation. It takes the spirit of God. That's why the church should not live in fear. The church should live in victory. Amen. Because God, our God, is a God of all power. If they tell you tomorrow that all the computers will be shut down, everything will be shut down, when tomorrow comes, there is something God has prepared which nobody knew. When they tell you tomorrow, there will be no gas all over New York City, there will be no water all over God, when that Hallelujah. I want to finish. I can talk the whole night. <laughs> if we're not, if we're not obey, we never, we never obey. I can talk only twenty minutes. If we are to obey, we will obey. Yes, Lord. So it's not, it's not how long I can talk to you will make you obey. If we are to obey, we can obey in five minutes. If we're not to obey, I can be here for ten hours. You still go back the same way you came. Oh, yeah. So it's not a long preaching that will make you obey. It's you loving God, the Spirit of God due to you, and things change. When I look at my life, I came from a poor family. But when I begin working with God, since I've been working with God, my life has changed a very young from A to B, and every time God's changed my life. I've, I've already walked 18 countries in the world. Which is the gospel. And that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Because God has called us to go. And preach with like this. You need it. You need it. And you can take it from I may not be making a miracle here. The Bible says John the Baptist huh, was the what? Was the one of the greatest prophets, but he has never performed no miracle. Miracles don't make for change. No, it's obedience. I can come here, I can come here and turn water into wine, and you still go out of that door, still disobedient. And miracles are not designed for the church. Miracles are designed for the non-believers to see the power of God. That's why in the church, we don't need to come and turn water into, into wine. We don't need this. In the church, we need the word. 
to give you the food. Because the, the word is going to take you outside and make other disciples. I don't need, I don't need to come here and start uh, telling you what I do mind. Oh, how did you do that? Yeah. It won't make you become a disciple. What will make you become a disciple, understand the word, experience God, know him. When you know God, don't need any other miracle. Because God become, there's no any other miracle more than God in your life. That's why they move around looking for miracles and miracles. What are you looking for? Because there's no miracle about Jesus. When you have Christ in your life, you have the best miracle. And you can, you can declare victory in the name of Jesus. You want the overflow blessing in your life? You want to see God change your life, take it around for good forever? One thing I know, when God comes to bless you, the blessing of God will never stop until you die. I've just been telling the pastor now that many people when they die, even the, the, their blessings are more. Look at the brother there. He's sleeping right now. Okay? Waiting us and Jesus. But we're still here. How many years has been going to do the Lord? But we're still here. So his blessing has still multiplied even double. Amen? Obedience. Obedience. He obeyed God. He prayed in obedience. He fasted in obedience. He came over here in obedience. God led him there. Why God don't lead him somewhere? God lead him here. If God lead you somewhere, you shall be victorious. If God give you something, you shall be victorious. But if God don't lead you into something, you will never be victorious. That's why some people do things that will never go anywhere. I know pastors who open churches and they close them two months back. I don't know him uh, in Bronx, uh, Pastor Bisman. But in Africa, I know pastors open churches and they close them two months back. Next to my church, and the pastor came and opened the church just a hundred meters away. And he put the camera and said, Pastor, did you say Pastor open the church there in front of us? And I said, leave him. If you cannot send him there, who can move him? You cannot touch on him because if God has sent him there, who can be against him? Mm -hmm. Amen. While we are praying here, also for the speaker there, also us here. And people are Pastor, have you seen him? And I say, yes, I've seen him. If God has sent him there, who are you to talk to him? After two months, you called the church, he left. Another one also came and opened in front of us. And people are saying, what's wrong with these pastors opening churches around our church? And I say, if God sent them, leave them. He stayed there for three months, he left. We are still there. Yes, Lord. We want to build up a church. Because God is there. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. When I came to this country, every time I come to Africa, I go back to Africa, people say to me, Matthias, what's wrong with you? You go to America, you come back, what's, what's wrong in your mind? And I say, there's nothing wrong in my mind. No, we're supposed to stay there. We want to go there. We can't. What's wrong with your mind? That's because 
Maybe. Because the liberation I have, you don't have. You will not understand what I'm doing. Because what God spoke to me, you don't know it. God spoke to me to go the entire world. I don't blame them. I said, no problem. I don't blame you because you talk to me like that. I don't blame you because you don't know what God said to me. You don't know why, why, why am I doing what I'm doing. You don't know why I'm here. You don't know why I go where I go. Because there's a revelation that God gives to every individual. And you never understand it. And even if sometimes I can tell it to you, you will never understand it because it is not for you, it's for you. Give God a Give God a big hand. I want to finish. Thank you, Jesus. I want to finish. Many people say that salvation is difficult. It's difficult, but it's not difficult. God is always so simple. One man said to me, Pastor, it's difficult to obey God. It's not difficult. If you read the book of First John, and that's my last scripture. First John chapter 5, verse 3, and that's my last scripture. You swear to us. First John 5 3 reads as follows In fact, this is the love, this is love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. Huh? Read that again. In fact, this is the love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. Yes, Lord. It's not difficult. Things will be difficult. If it's not done in obedience. And many times the things you call difficult, time will come and you say, This thing is so simple. I would have done this long ago. I know many people find things difficult. Typing difficult, giving difficult, praying difficult, playing this difficult. But when you understand something, you're gonna find that. Things are so easy to do, and you're gonna be looking for opportunities to do it. Because what you do in obedience is always productive. God can lead you to pray for somebody, just pray for somebody. And you feel in your heart that man, I want to pray for you. And that person you are praying for is the next pastor. I never forget in Africa when they call you to pray for a sick person. This person was sick, and this man did not know Christ. Someone came to my office and said, Pastor Matthias, let's go pray for this man. And I said, I'll pray for him tomorrow. The guy insisted. He said, no, let's go to bed. Let's go now. I always sense when guys try to force something in my heart. No, I said, Pastor, now, now, now. So I always say to him, okay, why are why, you why, why saying now, now, now? Okay, let's go. I went there, we reached this house around uh, 9 o'clock in the night. The guy, the man said, Pastor, I'm so happy you were here. Oh, thank God, the guy was sick. I'm so happy you were here. I'm so happy you were here. I said to him, do you accept Christ as your personal savior? 
He said, everything you said now, I accept. I led him to Christ. And I said, I'll see you tomorrow. I went. They called me. After two hours, he died. Mm. After two hours. So if I was late for two hours, only two hours, because there was no any pastor who could come. If I was only late for those two hours, that soul was going there. <laughs> only two hours if I was late. And if I insisted to say, I'm going to work, I was going to be even more late. Because I prayed for him nine o'clock by eleven. But obedience. When they call me, they say he's dead. I say, my God, thank you, Lord. I was only two hours.
Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everyone's there. 